Just listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Now in our sixth season. Thank you for tuning in. Today's podcast is just uh, some information I thought uh, you uh, would like to hear about the shots. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because an attitude of gratitude makes you happier and healthier. I want to thank the... um, people over at uh, feedspot.com because we were listed and selected by their panelists as one of the top 50 doctor podcasts on the web. So if you get a chance, you can, uh, you know, we're always here on Podbean, but uh, we're also now on Feedspot as uh, one of the top doctor podcasts. So I do appreciate that. And I... Every time I talk to you, I'm going to insist that you use your powers of logic and imagination so that you can analyze any situation and and see whether it's true or not. You need your logic for that. You do need imagination, too, because that allows you to uh, see your greatest visions for your life and then work toward it. And you must I insist, be the CEO of your own body. You have to, you have the right to ask questions and get answers before you have anything done to it. And that's part of uh, the reason I'm here this morning. Did we ask enough questions before we got this shot? But before we got get to that, let me just uh, go over a little article because uh, this is just crazy what, what's happening, you know. Everybody, including you, probably your own family physicians, is warning you about vitamins, supplements, and and any therapy that is is that is natural. And they're probably telling you there's danger in your medicine cabinet. You know, it, the mainstream never misses a chance to threaten or manipulate you when it comes to these products like vitamins or supplements or anything natural. And they use what they use for this whole uh, pandemic, the fear factor. I mean, most mainstream doctors, yo, you don't need vitamins. They're called nonsensical threats. Well, I'm going to tell you about a new analysis from the American Association of Poison Control Centers. I'm going to show you what they came up with that is the real threat. It's not your vitamins, my friends. 
You know, you'll see in a moment because I'll get to it. But I'm going to tell you, your vitamins and supplements are safer than a newborn kitten. But there's something else that's not. You know what that is? It's the it's your medication. And some of the biggest risks come from the nation's most popular drugs. And here's what that new study exposes. And more importantly, here's what you need to replace that threat. The numbers are in. And I said before, about a year ago, where are the bodies? If these vitamins and supplements are killing so many people, where are the bodies? Now, data from 2019 shows that the cases logged in by 55 poison control centers in America found not, listen to this, not one death caused by supplements. It goes back to my original premise a year ago. Where are the bodies? Now, they were talking about vitamins, minerals, herbal medicine, and homeopathic remedies and more. Not one death. No deaths from the basics like vitamin D all the way to some exotics like Herbamot. In contrast to that, however, the top five most common reasons for those poison control cases, here they are. The first one that poses a threat to your health is pain medications. The second one is household cleaning substances. The third is cosmetics and personal care products. The fourth, antidepressants. And the fifth, sedatives and hypnotic and antipsychotics. They were the reasons for that the poison control centers were so busy and listed for so many injuries and deaths. The three drug categories, the antidepressants, the pain medications, and sedatives represented 20% of the cases. So do not be afraid of your taking your supplements. So there's safer ways, right? And if you've listened to this program, you know there's safer ways to treat pain, inflammation, back and knee pain. There's topical remedies. There's MSM. There's capsation. There's menthol. There's chiropractic manipulations. There's massage. There's acupuncture. No drugs involved. There's collagen treatment for arthritis. You know, the uh, UC2 uh, collagen and there's other med- there's other supplements that can be taken for stress and anxiety. I'm not going to go into that heavy right now, but you know St. John's Wort's gamma amino benzoic acid. You know, if you're having trouble with sleep, you don't have to take a drug. You could take melatonin. So, I guess the point of what I wanted to tell you today is please don't be afraid of your vitamin supplements because you need supplements. As I've said for one year, and I'll repeat it again this on my regular Tuesday podcast, you need a superior interior. You have to have a great microbiome in your gut where 80%, 80% of your uh, immunity is. Okay, so words of wisdom. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you. So choose wisely. Choose not to be afraid. Choose to be kinder, happier. It all will be reflected in your health. So just uh, as an introduction here, alcohol, junk food, and cigarettes, they kill 21 million people every single year. Now, during the lockdowns, 
every one of us had full access to alcohol, junk food, and cigarettes. So do you really think the government cares about what we're doing in the lockdown and cares about our health? Do they care how long we live? Do not <clears throat> rely on them for, for our health. Do not rely on the government for your health. Because what? The whole world was shut down on a virus that affected 1% of the population. 1% of the population. And then when we get to talking about the vaccine, <clears throat> we're going to find out that when 1% are affected or die from this vaccine, and, oh, it's only a small percentage, but it was enough of a percentage to shut the world down, right? So this uh, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, uh, they report every Friday. And um, the recent one came out that, that I have is March 5th. And uh, the one, only thing that's really been going up is the increased reports of Bell's palsy. Okay. But from December 14th to March 5th, there have been a total of 31,079 total adverse re reactions. There were 1,524 deaths. That was an increase of 259 over the previous seven days. And 5,507 serious injuries up from 1,083 over the same period. And there's been like 100 million uh, doses of the shot administered through, uh, through, through today. As of, as of March 5th, it was 85 million, but there's been more since then. And then that's, that's the main mechanism, this vaccine reporting system, is how people can report if they've had a reaction. But only 1% of people report. So, you know, you can add zeros to the end of all those numbers I just gave you. Now, a little bit more specific information is that of the deaths reported, 30% occurred within 48 hours, 46% occurred in people who became ill within 48 hours of being vaccinated. 19% of the deaths were related to heart diseases, cardiac disorders. 53% of those who died were men, 45% were female. There was no gender on the rest. That was, that was noted anyway. The average age still stayed around 77.9 years. The youngest still confirmed was 23 years. And there were pregnant women that had reactions, 85 miscarriages or premature births. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, these shots are approved for emergency youth authorization. They are investigational shots. 1,689 reports of anaphylaxis with 59% of the cases attributed to Pfizer and 41% to Moderna. Just to give you an idea that what you're receiving is not without risks. So have any of you ever read uh, the vaccine consent form that we all were, were required to sign to get the vaccine? I have a sample from Innova, the health system out of Virginia. I'll just, just read you a few sentences because I doubt whether most people read this. I declare that I or my child of 16 years of age or older, that I am, a, okay, and I further declare that I or my child have not had any anaphylaxis, but had not had any, um, I'm just summarizing a lot of this, have not had any other vaccinations in the previous 14 days, is not currently sick with fever, et cetera, have not received monoclonal antibodies during the past 90 days. I'm not allergic to the following ingredients in COVID-19 vaccine, the mRNA. Does anybody know if they're allergic to the mRNA? Lipids, and then the chemical name, the 4-hydroxybutyl. It goes on for 
two lines, polyethylene glycol, other ingredients I cannot pronounce, cholesterol, potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate, and sucrose. You have to know if you're allergic to any one of those to, to sign this form. I understand that if I or my child have any of the above of the of the above conditions, I or my child could be at an increased risk of having a negative reaction or problem from the vaccine. If I further declare that if I or my child have any of the following conditions, I have the opportunity to speak with or my child's primary care provider and am making an informed decision to receive this vaccine and have my child receive this vaccine. Whether I'm pregnant or attempting to become pregnant or breastfeeding, if I have a bleeding disorder, if I'm on a blood thinner, if I'm immunocompromised or taking a medication that affects my immune system, like cortisone, prednisone, steroids, anti-cancer drugs, drugs for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, psoriasis, HIV, AIDS, cancer, leukemia, ankylosing spondylitis, or radiation treatments. You then further agree to wait near the clinic for 15 minutes after receiving the vaccine. Then you have to further down another paragraph. I understand that the common risks associated with the COVID-19 vaccine include, but are not limited to pain, redness, swelling, chills, muscle pains, joint pains, fever, nausea, feeling unwell, swollen lymph nodes. I understand the vaccine may cause severe allergic reactions, which can include anaphylaxis, difficulty breathing, swelling of the face and throat, and a fast heartbeat, a rash all over the body, dizziness and or weakness. I understand that these may not be all the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine as the vaccine, listen to this, is still being studied in clinical trials. My words are, it's an investigational drug. Go, the consent goes on. I also understand that it is not possible to predict all possible side effects or complications which could be associated with this vaccine. I understand that the long-term side effects or complications of this vaccine are uh, not known at this time. Again, my interpretation in addition to that is this is an investigational drug that was never tested on animals before we started giving it to human beings. And then the rest is expressly disclaiming any responsibility for the vaccination against the owner, the operator, et cetera. Uh, this is great too. My consent is given in light of this knowledge and in consideration of Innova giving the COVID-19 vaccine, I, for myself, my heirs, administrators, trustees, executors, assigns, and successors in interest do hereby agree to release and hold harmless Innova and its subsidiaries, divisions, affiliates, blah, blah. In other words, you, they, have they have no liability whatever. The company makes no warranties expressed or implied, including but not limited to implied warranties of merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose regarding the vaccine or its effectiveness. Well, the lawyers can really write words, can't they? You go on to say that if you have Medicare, they will take it to pay for it. If you have private insurance and so forth. And then you sign, I have read and understood quote, what to do if you have a reaction to the COVID-19 vaccination and the fact sheet by the FDA, et cetera. I understand and agree to all of the above and I hereby give my consent to the staff to give me and my child the vaccine. What do you think? There's one of my colleagues uh, <laughs> that says the only immunity you get from these vaccines is the immunity we give to the drug companies for forever in the United States. They are immune from any, any, 
thing that happens if you get these vaccines. And are they really vaccines? Are they vaccines? Well, according to most people, and those that are that know a lot about this, let me just check one thing here. Uh, those that know a lot about vaccines, well, they, they, these shots do not warrant the definition of a vaccine. They are a gene therapy. Why? Because there is no evidence that this shot prevents viral transmission. There is no evidence to be confident the shots prevent transmission and that people who receive the shots should continue wearing face masks and follow all distancing and travel guidelines. Even the HMO said, I do not believe we have any evidence of, uh, on any of the vaccines to be confident that it's going to prevent people from actually getting the infection and therefore being able to pass it on. So is this really a vaccine? Why? Because these shots were tested to see whether vaccinated patients presented with COVID symptoms at a rate that was substantially less than individuals who had not been vaccinated. That's pretty much it. The transmission rates and so forth are to be determined because this is a, this is an, on, an an ongoing investigational trial. The only thing that was tested was whether the vaccines make you less sick. They were not tested to see whether the vaccines actually prevent transmission of the virus. Now I'm calling them calling them vaccines, even though. Dr. Tenpenny and, and, and Dr. Judy Mikovits and so forth uh, would argue against that because of what we just said. It does not prevent you from getting or transmitting it to other people. That's why you need to continue to wear masks and social distance. And that's why when we start talking about these mutations and they start coming into your area, why you're going to need who knows how many booster shots, maybe one for every different mutation because the way, the way these vaccines or these shots are made, these gene uh, altering shots that can get into your DNA and change your DNA, change your humanity. It's so frightening. It is so frightening. And it doesn't matter how educated a person is, or how many PhDs they have or whatever. The majority of people I talk to or that ask me questions about these shots do not realize they do not meet the definition of a vaccine. They all thought they would get their shots and they can get on with their life. Uh-uh. This, this shot will only prevent you from getting seriously ill and dying 95% of the time, probably. But what are the other side effects of getting this huh? and getting your, your genes altered? How does, that, how does that work out for you? Well, we've talked about that. And guess, guess what? You know how many masks we're making a, a minute? Three million masks a minute. You think that's going to be a plastic problem for us in the future? You think uh, masks are going to be littering our cities and sewage uh, channels, turning up in rivers and streams and oceans? Worldwide estimates that are that are that are, have just come in are that humans are using 129 billion face masks a month, three million a minute. And the majority are disposable kind, made from plastic, non-biodegradable microfibers that break down into smaller plastic particles. My listeners that uh, heard my program about a month ago, microfibers are every place. They're in our bodies. They're in the fish that we're eating. They are in the ecosystem even without before these masks became a problem. 
And these common surgical masks, they're, they're multi, multi-layer with polypropylene and polystyrene. Lots of uh, polymers, lots of, lots of chemicals. And what is disturbing is they are made directly from micro-sized plastic fibers. Why is that important? Because they release plastic particles easier and faster than bulk plastics, like plastic bags or these are uh, water bottles. Plus all the chemicals, the, the BPA, the bisphenol A that we're all trying to avoid because it's an endocrine disruptor making men more feminine and giving women all kinds of fibromyalgia and thyroid problems. These masks contain heavy metals. And gosh, you know, after they've been used and people sneeze in them or, you know, most of the time they're worn around the chin anyway and sweat into them. And they, who knows what microorganisms they contain. So what is this going to do to our environment? Is anybody investigating this? What happens when they get into our landfills and our dump sites? Then make our ways into our lakes, our, our oceans, our rivers. Plastic pollution, huh? There's one report that 52 billion of these masks that were produced in early 2020, already 1.56 billion have entered the ocean. That's like 5,000 metric tons of face masks. They can take as long as 450 years to completely break down. That for me, ladies and gentlemen, is a cause for concern. I'll take a minute here to, to thank our producer in Pennsylvania, Dr. T, for uh, monitoring the show and make sh- making sure our uh, audio is uh, clear and uh, that we're getting through. But my main message today, I mean, the, the, the uh, mass is, is really important. I mean, it's a side effect, a, a domino effect of this, this, this so-called virus. That really hasn't been completely identified, but... You're not going to hear that from anybody. But we did not get, and you are not getting a vaccine. That's a sad part of this whole thing. That is that is what's really sad. And what are the side effects? You know, we've never given a vaccine during a pandemic, especially one that has never been tested on human beings and that the Moderna vaccine, if you want to call it such, was being developed from cancer for cancer patients. Never tested, though. And Dr. Tenpenny, T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y, look her up. She has been warning that the experimental vaccines do not even qualify for the term vaccine. Just what I've been saying. Because it does not. A vaccine is supposed to work by preventing the spread of the infection, to keep you from getting sick, to keep you from being hospitalized, to decrease the amount of illness, to protect people from this contagion that's out there. These shots don't do that. Dr. Tempenny took the time to read the, the packaging insert. And can't, you know, and just, just was amazed at uh, what was in there. And she said, uh, why would we take all the risk of this injection, all the risk of what's coming through that needle and creating adverse antibodies that are literally going to kill people? And she said, like we've been talking about, lack of proper testing and development. No clinical trials. 
And that's another reason for the term vaccine. With the word vaccine, they can bypass legally the clinical trials. They can bypass the animal studies. If they were to use the term gene therapy, which it actually is, they would have had to go through all those tests. And it would have taken five to 10 years, not six to nine months. Dr. Neput, N-E-P-U-T-E, said that while there are normally 17 points of criteria to be met before giving emergency use authorization to a vaccine, the current vaccines came nowhere near close to doing that. Yet they were still given this emergency use authorization. And remember, you know, there are Nuremberg codes. And one of the Nuremberg codes says you cannot inject people with experimental drugs or what have you, unless you have complete transparency and it has to be your own free will to take this experimental injection. They go on to say, this is interesting. The few limited trials, which were carried out in the drug production were performed on perfect patients who are not representative of the population since nothing's wrong with them. Dr. Popper explained subsequently handling, uh, handing out such injections to the wider population thus becomes a clinical trial in the general population with people who didn't really know they were signing up to be in the clinical trial and didn't realize that that's what's happening to them. And we've talked about it. I'm not going to go on with it today about all the potential problems from this spike protein that's being... Uh, this mRNA gets into our cells with this lipid coating that it has. And it tells our DNA to make the spike protein. The spike protein then generates an antibody response. But not just in a respiratory tract, like this virus normally comes into our, our nose and throat. It can get in through our ears and eyes, but mainly comes in through our nose and throat. But that's where our, our immune response is limited. Now this is in every cell of our body, even our brain. It is genetically modifying every cell in our body. Now, Dr. Judy Mikovits, she has a great idea what, what's going to happen with this, and we've talked about it. That's a, that was a subject of another program and not for today. And there are many physicians warning of the dangers posed by these antibodies because they can create cross-react with up to 27 different types of tissues. Think of that. These antibodies you think are only going to be against the SARS-CoV-2, but they can cross-react with other tissues of your body especially if they react with the lining of your mitochondria, which are the energy of your body. And that's when they do react with the lining of your mitochondria. That's why some people are getting this absolutely profound fatigue. It's, um, you know, have we really thought this whole thing out? And is it really going to, uh, instead of protecting us from this pathogen, is it going to, in the long run, because we don't know, is it going to make us sicker? I don't know the answer. Is it going to turn on all of the autoimmune cascades that have been created by this antibody and attack all those 27 other sites? Is it going to attack your liver, your lungs, your kidneys? The antibody can literally go inside of your lungs and kill your lung tissue. That's part of this, what has been described as an autoimmune cascade. Interesting. Before the shots were put on the market, anyone could be labeled as a COVID death. 
whether or not they had been tested is irrelevant because the, the CDC said, if you think they had COVID, you could put it on the death certificate. Now, mark my words, of all the deaths that you're going to be hearing about from that people experience from these shots, they're going to say, all the authorities will say that they were going to die anyway. Now, AstraZeneca has been, shot has been associated with blood clots, right? Because the uh, antibody, according to experts, uh, attacks the platelets and decreases the platelets and, and people die. But, you know, they're coming out and saying now, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. It's not from the vaccine. So prior to the vaccine, everything was caused by COVID. After the vaccine, any deaths are not due to, to the vaccine or anything else. People are going to die anyway. So do you see where I'm coming with this, ladies and gentlemen? Please do your research. There, there's other, other programs on the, on the internet beside mine who will give you the truth. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Ch Children's Defense. Great website. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Dr. Merritt. M-E-R-R-I-T-T. -T. There's lots of good sites out there that will give you good information. Just check it out for yourself. See if you want to expose you or your family to this injection, and it'll be your decision. You know, we have lost Marvin Hagler, Hank Aaron, some big names. But you know what? They're going to say it was not due to the shot, even though it happened right afterwards. Uh, something's not right, huh? All right. So I want you to know that this injection does not meet the definition of a vaccine. Okay. That's really important to know that. It is a genetic modification of your cells. I think 20 some countries have stopped this AstraZeneca sh shot from being given because it's not safe yet, but that'll probably change because they'll say all the deaths from bleeding were not due to the vaccine. Even though in Norway, they're finding uh, the reason that I just talked about it was an antibody response in the platelets from the vaccine, but they'll, you watch how they'll, they'll wash that away. There's somebody else you, you if you uh, you should Google his name and um, he's been controversial because with all the censorship of uh, people who say anything negative about the vaccine or the shot, they get because of that he had to go to LinkedIn and other w venues to put out his 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 uh, warning. His name is. Dr. Bosch, B-O-S-S-C-H-E. And he may have uh, some vested interest because he does work in the vaccine industry, but we shouldn't attack him. We just let, you should look at what he has to say because one way the censorship is working, they're attacking the person, not the, not the science. So we, we should have discussions regarding the science because he's the one that brought out again this week, we have never given vaccines during the actual pandemic. And that we're, we're focusing on short-term results. We don't know what's going to happen long-term. What's going to happen to our immune system? You know, the, and, vac and viruses are really, they're brilliant little suckers, right? They, they want to survive and they need a host to survive. So they're going to start changing. They're going to have mutations. What are we going to get? A shot a month? We're going to get more MR, uh, mRNA into our systems? So with increasing infectiousness, he says, comes an increased likelihood of viral resistance to the vaccine. Sure. This, this spike protein that's injected with this, uh, from this mRNA is only for one specific virus.
And we're in an environment now where we already know mutations are happening. Highly infectious mutations as you read about them. So I'm not against vaccines, but I'm, I am for transparency and some clinical studies before it is given to the whole world. So maybe on one-on-one and they work fine, but what happens when we give them to these huge populations? I don't know the answer, okay? But because we haven't studied it, no one's reporting on it because it's not been studied. There's no transparency. We don't even know everything, all the envelopes that are on this mRNA vaccine. Dr. Mikovic thinks there's an HIV envelope. She thinks there's a syntish envelope, which can cause multiple sclerosis, uh, Parkinson's disease, and neurodegenerative diseases. And she says it's going to put the brain on fire. She's been working in this field a lot of years. She should know what she's saying. But nobody has been uh, studying it. So Dr. Bosch wrote an open letter to the WHO. It's on the internet. You should uh, maybe take a listen for yourself. And there's a Dr. Vernon Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N. He had a nice 30-minute presentation I listened to regarding Dr. Bosch's warning. And you know what? Something really interesting, uh, and I'll leave you with this. COVID cases are spiking in in a dozen states that have the highest vaccination rates. Could it be that, that the vaccine, the shot is causing the virus to mutate? because it wants to survive. The rebound in new cases in states like Michigan, which is leading the country this past week with a 53% spike in new cases. Nevada, Maryland, and Connecticut are rising concerns about these new variants that are coming up. So according to John Hopkins, Michigan is above the United States average in terms of of its vaccination rate. And they're blaming these variants, these mutations, why they're seeing a surge now, even though they have been vaccinated. So do you see, we really don't know everything that we don't know the long-term effects, but I do tell you this, and I've told my listeners, my longtime listeners that ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because of the water that gets inside of them. So what do you need to do? Don't let what's happening around you get inside of you and weigh you down. Please stay positive, socially interact, do wash your hands, uh, Eat good food. Don't eat junk food. And if you're a smoker, don't smoke. Clean up your life. You'll make your immune system a lot stronger and a superior interior is what's going to get you through this whole pro process. So I think this, for our regular Tuesday program this week, uh, we're going to talk about electromagnetic fields a little bit about 5G, because no one's talking about it. And that's why I think I have to bring it to your attention that that's the the catalyst, the unknown. Because I am familiar what happened in Northern Italy when this virus broke out there. A, a brand new quadrivalent vaccine for the flu was given to the whole Northern Italian area. Two, Huawei, came in and was installing 5G towers all through Northern Italy. And three, airports in that area were very busy. The planes were using and are still using biofuel, which dumps glyphosate, you know, Roundup all over. And people were heavy smokers in that area. But the 5G was critical in a lot of investigators thinking. 
into the spread of this virus in Northern Italy. And, how, and you cannot escape being around wireless Wi-Fi. Right? If you turn on, you just search for Wi-Fi, you're going to find a million different names come up on your phone or tablet or computer. It's all around us. Our bodies have not been developed to, to handle all this, this electromagnetic fields and these chemical interactions. And you know our DNA talks to each other throughout our body through light and electricity. And they already know the 580 hertz. They do know the 380. They know, they, they know this, but what do you think these, these energy fields are, how they're being disrupted by our environment? And even our gut bacteria, which are the most important, right? 80% of our immunity is in our gut. They talk to each other through electromagnetic chemical pathways. And you know what? As I told you last week, the gut and brain axis is very active. So what goes on in the gut goes on in your brain. Why are people so tired all the time, so achy all the time? They don't, they don't meet the criteria for a superior interior. They don't have the right microbiome. Maybe they're using too much hand sanitizers, too much mouthwash, killing some normal bacteria that should be there. So before I close today, I want to remind you, remind everybody, uh, keep a positive attitude, really important. Turn your Wi-Fi off at night. At least you have that control. Take a good probiotic. I like megaspores. And I found, I just see that uh, Joe Marcola is liking megaspores now too, but I've liked them for two years now and I've talked to my audience about that. And we'll talk about that Tuesday because that's critical to being healthy, to have a great immune system, huh? And uh, we need to get on with our lives, all right? Be careful if, you wear, if you're a mask wearer. Don't dispose of them carelessly. And do uh, spray them with colloidal silver because the silver ions are antibacterial and antiviral. Don't discount using colloidal silver and peroxide as a, in your nebulizer. Okay, because that's how the virus is, is getting into our systems. Take your quercetin, your vitamin C, your vitamin A, your zinc. That's a, remember, I started the show out. There has been not one death from supplements. So you can help your body to fight off this virus and stop it from replicating. And remember, if you don't like taking a lot of pills, you can take lysine and zinc, 1,000 milligrams. We reported on that study. It hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, but it looks pretty good. Using lysine up to 4,000 milligrams to treat critically ill patients who got better in three days. So 1,000 milligrams a day could be used prophylactically. There is so much that comes across my desk, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I didn't confuse you, but thousands of articles a week and hundreds of meetings that I attend uh, just goes crazy. I mean, even I even get articles from the UK where they're now reporting blindness and deafness from the shots. I mean, ay, ay, ay. I don't know. Well, I, I, I hope I made it clear today that this is not a vaccine, that it, is a, it alters your genes, it gets into your DNA. And uh, we just have to be a little careful. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. There are, I don't know of any circumstances, but if you feel you have to in your, your job or whatever, we'll have to talk about how to mitigate the effects of that lipid coating. Okay. So that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dr. T. And uh, we'll see you Tuesday for our regular show. And we have a great, 
a person who uh, writes our music. He used to play with B.B. King. And with that, we're going to close today's show. Remember, we are on Alexa, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play. In fact, I understand Google Play is even going to put uh, subtitles on our, our podcast. Of course, we're here on Podbean. Um, we like Podbean. So we'll see you Tuesday. Have a great rest of the weekend. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week